Welcome to another episode of the Streaking Lawn podcast. Once again, my name is Pierce, and once again, I've got Caroline with me. Hello, Caroline. Hi. Hi. How, how's it going? Oh, you know, hanging in there. Healthy. Yeah, so far, so good. Employed. I got a, yes, both of those things, and I got one of those new thermometer gun things, whatever. <laughs> so, um, I'm really enjoying that. If we're the being honest, that we're using these days for for health reasons, but really are only good for like finding drafts in your house, like where <laughs> if your door isn't sealed very very st- strongly. Anyway, um, allegedly, not that I've done this. Um, Bennett dog's temperature doesn't register on it; it's too low. So, oh, well, which is a bummer. Prayers for Bennett, or dog. she's just not staying still enough, which is also <laughs> that possible. Might be it, yeah. <laughs> Well, we do have a, a remarkable episode today because we are previewing, uh, let's see, this is going out Wednesday, t- today's basketball season opener, and we're previewing the basketball season, the men's basketball season uh, for the Who's, and I say remarkable because of the content we've got for you, but also because we don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> we're who, still not 100% are they sure. Gonna play? When are they going to play? Yeah. What's going to go on? All of this is sort of still up in the air, but at least what at is flow sports? Recording, <laughs> we know that the, the opener is at 1.30 Wednesday afternoon against Towson, not Maine, uh, Towson, you might remember, uh, is in Baltimore County, but also was the season opener for the national championship run a couple of seasons ago. So perhaps a good omen. At least Towson, we know, is healthy and the Hoos are healthy. So we're going to get a basketball game. Right. Flow Sports, if you want to watch it, no one knows what that is. So maybe we'll be listening to the voice of the Cavaliers. Uh, <laughs> maybe we'll be able to find actual access to some video. Regardless, basketball seasons here and to help us celebrate preview and also sort of shrug at all of this uh covidness that's going on uh, we've got matt norlander on the, the pod uh today and and we want to jump into the interview soon but uh but before we jump in caroline set the scene for our friend matt who's, who's joining us yeah so matt is actually on location in bubbleville um the mohegan sun in uncasville connecticut uncasville is just always fun to say (laughs) weird to say uh which is a location where there's been so much uh churn if you will in the news you know which teams are there which teams are playing each other who's available who's healthy who's had to leave so we get a lot of great behind the scenes info for matt as to like how that stuff's actually working right now which is super fascinating to me um hopefully some some of the listeners will also think that but uh, you know, it, it's been interesting to kind of follow. If you step away from your phone or your computer too long, you probably miss some sort of update mm-hmm. about who's playing whom and what time. And if you're on a real channel or if sports. you're just catching this, maybe maybe it's, you know, auto loaded because you've subscribed to our podcast. And we very much appreciate that. Maybe you haven't switched the dial to basketball yet. I think this has sort of snuck mm. up on a lot of people uh, because we've we, you know, we've had football and yep. there hasn't been as much preseason content because we haven't had like practice reports or, or scrimmages <laughs> a schedule or a schedule or set. So maybe this is surprising you, I guess to set the stage a little more too. the who's are in Connecticut yes. at a casino. No, yes. no, I know most people know this, but just in case you don't yeah. at a casino with a bunch of other teams to trying to pull off a, a, a mini bubble like the NBA pulled off for their season and playoffs this year. Yeah. However, 
there's a lot of moving parts because a lot more people have COVID now in this country uh-huh. and ar- across co- college campuses and across Connecticut. Um, and and so th- there's been a lot of turnover this week and really even this morning about what teams are healthy enough to play. Yeah, They're, they're doing a, as great a job as I imagine they can as yeah. far as procedures and protocol to, to keep uh, everyone safe and to test everyone multiple times. And so that's what you're going to hear a lot uh, from Matt as we get into this interview is what's going on on the ground there at the Mohegan Sun. Uh, it's a lot of talk about how are they going to be able to pull this off, um, not just this little mini bubble tournament, but the real the season uh, and how this is going to be a lot different than than the ups and downs of football season. So Which is we, still going on. Which is still going on, of course. Shout out to um, the Who's covering against Abilene Christian on a pick six after taking a safety. Uh, the funniest when they minute and a half of college football this season. In, in, in the end zone, in their own end zone. Anyway, uh, let, let's get <laughs> the interview uh, with Mr. Uh, Matt Norlander of CBS Sports. All right, Caroline, why don't you introduce our guests and we'll get going. Yeah, super excited. We actually have um, some on-the-ground intel for to, for today's season opener for Virginia. Uh, Matt Orlander of CBS Sports is at the Mohegan Sun right now. Uh, Matt, how are you? Thanks for joining us. And what's, what's the latest? Oh, the latest. Um, all right, so... I tried Tony Bennett about an hour ago. He didn't pick up. I'm pretty sure, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's in his hotel room. Tony, I don't know. What, what are you doing? Turn my call, please. What's the latest here? Well, Stephen F. Austin had uh, a non-essential, uh, non-essential personnel have a positive test. So Stephen F. Austin left. Then Maine, who was supposed to be Virginia's opponent, yep. had multiple positives. Maine left. Oh, by the way... I stood in line behind Maine's basketball team <laughs> when I had to get tested on Monday no. night. So we'll see how that incubation period goes. Everyone had masks on, but I was literally in the same ballroom with them when we all tested. Oh, so things are going well so far. Yeah. And then we were supposed to have our results back by 10 a.m. Uh, that got pushed to the late afternoon. Not ideal. No. <laughs> At least there's tons to do. Some teams have gotten cleared. I mean, yeah. I've heard from San Francisco, they're good to go. I, San Francisco was going to play Virginia, is still going to play Virginia. Yeah, they are still going to play Virginia. I can't keep all these games straight. <laughs> so they're out of their rooms. Um, another <laughs> Just taunting team, the other people in the Mohegan Sun. Like, you losers. Me, <laughs> another team told me they had to get the hallways cleared and get an escort and walk single file just to pick up their lunches. And one of the people said, I felt, I felt like I was in witness protection or on my way to jail. I couldn't tell the difference. (laughs) This is, you want a ground level report. This is exactly what we want. So who, as of, and we're recording this at 3 PM on Tuesday, um, you folks listening will be hearing this on Wednesday. So as of 3 PM on Tuesday, who will Virginia be playing at (laughs) one 30 tomorrow? I thought it was going to be playing. Yes. They're playing at one 30 against Towson. Okay. And I talked to Towson coach Pat Scary about 90 minutes ago, and he he guaranteed me that <laughs> the game will be closer than two years ago. 
Okay. 73-42 season opening win for Virginia mm-hmm. in what would become their championship season. Oh, okay. Like oh, I word. remember that. It rings a bell. Yeah, that champion. I would anticipate this game if it can be played, and I do have confidence that this game is going to be played. Anything can happen. <laughs> I might even be in a universal dimension unto itself in this room I'm in. <laughs> Time is a construct, people. Okay? But if and when this game goes off, I would anticipate that Towson would be thrilled if it can crack 45 points <laughs> and it is going to try and keep Virginia under 55 points. So that's where we're at with that. I can give a real quick, like Towson is actually a pretty solid team this yeah. season. Yeah. Um, someone in my mentions. <laughs> oh, gosh, said, always a good start. <laughs> I know. Don't read those. Oh, it's always a worthwhile uh, <laughs> trip down the Creek to start with someone in my mentions. But someone said playing a game against a team from Baltimore County, what could go wrong? Yes. <laughs> so, and they were a Virginia fan. Yeah, yeah. I think I saw Phony Bennett said something as similar, like, I don't know much about, you know, not a lot of time to prepare, but Phony what could Bennett go wrong? Phony Bennett was on me. He was like, what happened to Maine? I'm like, dude, I'll, I'll report it out once I can, once I can get it done. <laughs> what did you, we, and he made that great song, too. He sang the Meet Virginia. Not only Harry. that, but he brought, that was Richard Barron. He yeah. brought his guitar. I saw him on Monday night, said, he brought the guitar. That's awesome. I'll see you tomorrow. That wasn't true. He's so, gone. I'm so not obviously all this stuff is very serious, right? This is in Pierce and I have talked about these things before on the podcast. It's a disclaimer um, every show. It's every time. Like we understand in my mind, however, how some of it, like it was when I was thinking about the potential for the entire NCAA tournament happening in the vicinity of Indianapolis, um, in my mind, when teams lose and have to leave the bubble, it's very bachelor bachelorette where they like come get your suitcases and like you don't get to go back to the room. Like it's this immediately escorted out of the bubble. Like it's very dramatic. It um, was like that in the NBA. They yeah, yeah they were saying the NBA p- bubble. They literally were told to pack ahead of time. Yes, yeah, like I want it to be like it's a an elimination episode of the Bachelorette where you have to or like Big Brother or whatever it is like the challenge. Like if you're going into the mm. the actual elimination ceremony you've got to pack ahead of time in case you you lose and then you just everything get your stuff and get out like it's time to go has that been the vibe in yes, bubbleville since vibe. you are in bubbleville that, that is the vibe here um and i was told that Stephen f austin like they got a plane but it was actually for a hot minute there like they got to get their stuff and they were wondering if they were gonna have to drive back from connecticut to texas they Jeez. don't have to do that they got a plane oh, at the last just wild so- um they are taking obviously all these precautions it is good like okay so it's not a bubble but they're doing the best they can like i had to park in a garage i thought i was going to be able to walk from the garage to the convention center where the testing is happening that's not true i technically had to walk with a mask on on the outskirt walls of the casino for what would probably equate to about 75 or 80 yards. Yeah. Yeah. And then a security person let me behind the doors into the convention center. Not ideal, but that was the only way that I was getting in. So aside from that, there are escorts back of house. You don't have to interact with the public if you don't want to. Um, All the floors are sequestered. Like when I got off my elevator on my floor, security guard what's your name all right you're on the list wow yeah that kind of deal there um so so that's been good 
as we record this, I have no other news about any other teams. Now I'm waiting <laughs> yeah. for my test. Okay. Right. Yeah. And there are still teams waiting for tests. Right. Yeah. Lord help us if there's another team. Um, that being said, there's no shortage of teams that are now trying to like get games here. Uh, so they're going to make this happen. This feels like such a weird, like um, post-apocalyptic movie know, thing it's, where it's, it's like a lottery thing. Like, can we get into Bubbleville? Like, is there space? Like, <laughs> no, exactly. Exa- it's like the now, train from Snowpiercer. And, and everyone's I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Underrated movie there. Um, <laughs> it's a show now too, isn't it? Anyway. It's also um, very good, by the way. <laughs> Okay, well, you know what? I got like you might have some time. I don't know. I I know. I I, I now I've been told I have to watch The Undoing. Getting a text. Oh gosh, breaking Uh, news. Latest on the ground. Andy Katz. I ordered a sandwich. Are you clear? (laughs) (laughs) Ordered a sandwich. You clear? No, I'm not clear. Can you get the intel on before we finish on this recording of what Andy? Just bring him into the call. Yeah. Come on this in. This is a safe space. Yeah. What did he I order? I do have other Virginia-related news as it pertains to Andy Katz, because as we were texting earlier, um, first of all, he he accidentally sent me his ranking of Big Ten teams, and I roasted him for it. Said, that wasn't French for you. And I said, be thankful you sent it to me. And then I told him that we weren't going to get tests before 3 o'clock Eastern at the earliest. And he goes, Tony Bennett interview at 2.45. Is that not happening? Ugh. <laughs> I may have to take off my tie. And I was like, get into your PJs, Andy. That interview is not happening. That's all I got. Oh, he said, he said, I got a Rachel. It's called a, it's a Turkey Reuben. It was good. Okay. They drop it and run outside the door. Sure. (laughs) I've never heard of a sandwich referred to as a Rachel before. I haven't either. That's a thing. Yeah. It's just a Reuben, but turkey instead of pastrami or whatever. It's it's like the female version of the Reuben. Yeah. Ladies like turkey. I don't know. (laughs) What's it called if you get a Phoebe? Yeah, like why? <laughs> Tofu. All right. There we go. Good call. Good call. I do. I do want to talk. I mean, you're you're a basketball guy. We're we're amateur sports bloggers. None of us are doctors. None of us is a a, a researcher expert on this. And it seems like everyone's just throwing out their best guess for how this can go. But there's so many false positives. There's false mm-hmm. negatives in any of these tests. There's incubation periods that, you know, I read something yesterday that's like, it, you won't test positive until 14 days later. So the whole idea that you could stand yeah. in line with the main guys mm-hmm. and then test the next day. It wouldn't happen. It wouldn't now, happen. Right. 14 days is the longest. That's super, 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 right. super right. rare. Right. But it can happen. Right. So the science still says 14 the, the per- percentages actually from you uh, getting COVID-19 and showing drops off significantly after day five of you actually contracting it, but you can, it can show on day six, day seven, day eight, day nine. Yes. Uh, but day five to seven, really, it's a, it's a pretty big drop off there, but yes, the incubation period is the problem. I E yeah. Stephen F Austin less than 36 hours before it got to Connecticut was negative across the board. Right. Incubation period. It surfaces. Here we go. Wichita state. They tested, I think, 48 hours before they flew to South Dakota. They land in South Dakota. Boom. Multiple positives. Right. There we go. So we are not doctors, but I do have a basic understanding. <laughs> These are not concepts that are, that are hard to grasp. Right. And let's just hope that we're good through, through all this. They, everyone else is masked up. It's, you know, it is just they are taking every precaution here. Yeah, and there's yeah. a ton of pessimism around it. I get it. Some of the skepticism. A lot of that's legitimate but 
there's they're not stopping the season they're gonna no. play right. these games right yeah well and, and it should be totally different to be able to pull this off team versus team you know in in one at one school in one gym just two teams involved and then you adjust from there as as things flare up like they are you know for football and whatever else is going on but what does it say to us for indianapolis and and the ability to pull this off in an NCAA tournament too far in the future to tell for sure. I think because like we're dipping into what'll be a long winter. Maybe they're learning something. The problem. Yeah. True. True. Christmas will make it even worse. Yeah. Then we're going to get into March and it is impossible to tell where we're going to be with this. Yeah it's a discussion for another time, but they should actually, in my opinion, push the tournament back to the spring for many reasons. Um, The treatments will be better. The vaccines are starting to be delivered. The country's not going to be vaccinated in time, but even if you had the tournament in June, yeah, you still need to wear masks and all that kind of stuff. But I just think logically it would make more sense to, uh, to do that. Like, yeah. Cause I always wonder too, like when you look at, I don't know, I, I get frustrated because I think about like, you know, when this started we all got shut down from the acc tournament and like went mm-hmm. home and like oh if only they had eight months to try and figure out some sort of better plan and i understand there's a lot of moving pieces and like you said everyone's taking the precautions and but when you look at like basketball season there's a couple different things from football right one it's inside yeah. <laughs> two mm-hmm. there's way fewer people yeah. um and so if you lose one or two play like if you have one player get sick the contact tracing takes out right. your whole team and on top of all of that, you have two to three games, depending in like a 10 day span. Yeah. Um, how do you see this? I know you said there's a lot of things, but mm-hmm. do you think they're just going to have to be like super flexible? Like when you look at the ACC schedule with like kind of, kind of like, Hey, you up type texts when you have an <laughs> open team, like, you know, so-and-so both had an opponent that dropped out and you flex and you move. I do think that Tony's going to send a you up text to mike young on like january 8th that's gonna happen you up oh my god no i can't you up he's actually gonna he's gonna he's gonna compose the text he's gonna go turn over in the bed and say laurel does this look good to you should i send this i hope and then he's gonna he's gonna waver for about three minutes and then he's gonna send it i'm gonna tell tony i said all this by the way he will too he's gonna be like you talked to who at what the what i don't know i don't know what the hell this is is. is 100 Um, Uh, every time i rewatch the purdue uva game which as we all know is pretty often i like to text matt and be like tony bennett just shoved you out of the way to hug his dad wonderful memory um but yes that will happen the acc schedule to me is problematic they want to go all the way until like uh march 9th or whatever that's just not realistic and i do think that we could have a situation where we had we wind up it's not like football where it's once a week outdoors yes there have been postponements and cancellations i do think that we could get serious postponement cancellation fatigue by the end of december in college basketball to where commissioners then say and i already know that some leagues are looking at this all right we're taking a two-week break yeah we're gonna send depending on the geography of a league the acc might be like we're gonna send uh some of our teams here and the other 14 teams in the league so eight here six here 
you're going for 10 days, you're getting five games in, whatever, yeah. you know, that kind of yeah. deal. And that's how we're going to get these games done. I still think that that is going to wind up being something that happens with a lot of leagues. Interesting. I don't know if it's going to happen in all the big leagues, but I do think that's possible. See, and I thought they would have done that. Like, I thought that would have been plan A at yeah. this point, as opposed to when you look at the schedule for 2020, 21, it, you could look at it and be like, this could be the 2018 schedule for Virginia. Who knows? Like right. there's literally no difference right. other than flex dates for Tuesday, Wednesdays. And I'm like that right. again, I understand it's a lot of moving pieces and all that, but I'm just kind of like, I don't, I don't, just don't, I'm with you. I don't see how they're going to get enough games yeah. and, and every bit of language. Like we, like we just said it, the tournament is happening. Like yeah. that is going to happen because every single bit of like email or language that you've seen from the NCAA so far is like, there will right. be a tournament. <laughs> like they're going to go and just like pull names out of a hat and put them in a tournament. If that's what it comes down to. Sure. They'll get it done one way or another. Um, I'll add one thing for uh, my segment on the pod wraps here. Um, <laughs> I'll be billing Caroline, by the way. I've got sure, sure. Um, she has a slush well, fund. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you're a Virginia fan, as most people are, obviously listening to this podcast, have confidence that your team will be likely to maintain its standing in the rankings because it is just an absolute disaster of a team to try and prep for. Yeah. And if we do have a lot of improvisational scheduling, that is going to benefit the Cavaliers. Yeah. There's just no denying that at this point this season. Makes sense. Defense shows up way more frequently than offense. And provided that Virginia can keep its uh, halts at a minimum and it's got the length, it's got it's got the dudes. Um, I just I would I would find I'll put it this way, like Gonzaga's got a good case to be the best team in the country. I think literally as we've been podcasting here, news broke that Andrew Nembhard has been cleared to play this season from Florida. I think that just happened. Um, this is what happens. You can't step away from your computer. To do well, we have one of those two that we're waiting on. Trey, uh, did they ask about Trey Murphy? See, that's the thing. Like, just I don't know. Yeah, actually, good point. I'll give I'll, everyone I'll, one. You know, <laughs> try and get a little, try and get a little scoop there. But anyway, the point is, for as good as I think Gonzaga will be, and it will be really good, um, and I do think that it will be a little bit better than Virginia. I would just trust Virginia a little bit more because of what it has versus mm -hmm. what Gonzaga has, some new pieces and that. So the defense is a is a major thing to rely upon, and then this weird season. I would expect it to be all the more reliable because yeah, you know, it's just, there's so much chaos and that's a, a piece of steadiness there. Before well, we, we let you go, the, the, mm -hmm. every team in the national championship tournament, right? Like that's what the coaches want. All teams make March madness. That's yeah. That's not going to happen. <laughs> I thought yeah. you were a big fan of that idea. Uh, I thought, uh, absolutely not. <laughs> and it won't be happening. Uh, before we let you go. Yes. Your you have to who is your player to watch for Virginia that's not named like Sam Hauser or Jay Huff or Kihei Clark? Besides all the ones to watch. No, I just mean I want who's your like dark horse? Like who's your kid yeah. that you're like, I think this guy's Anything gonna be really out. good. Okay, good. That's interesting. <laughs> Breakout player. Yeah. All right, I love it. Thirty two percent three point shooter this season, gonna be averaging Mark me down for 10.8 points, 4.7 rebounds, 3.3 assists. I can see it. I think the kid's ready. Like I think he's ready too. All yeah. right. I, I, and it would not stun me if he winds up being on the level of importance of everyone that's not Hauser and Clark. All right. Same. This was a, this was a delight. I yes. appreciate the optimism. Thank I'm you, so Matt, glad we could make this happen. With us. 
Hey, it's it's my pleasure. Actually, it did work out because if if it was normal and I had gotten my test back and it was negative, I'd be elsewhere right now. And talking to Tony Bennett potentially. <laughs> Instead, you get to talk to us. Could have been. I gotta I gotta try and track down Tony tonight and and talk about late night you up texts. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, Best of luck, Matt. Uh, stay safe. Uh, safe travels, and ho- hopefully we get to a. Uh, watch some games up there in Connecticut, no matter who the teams are. We'll, we just, we're, we're happy basketball's back. I'm Pierce, sure you're ecstatic. Caroline, my appreciation. You have a wonderful day. All right. That was good times. Thank you again to Matt uh, for, for taking some time away. I, I, you know, I feel bad laughing. Obviously it's just such a tragic like comedy of errors or a comedy of things that, that, that are unavoidable in this day and age. And uh, it's just I so do, 2020, right? You, know, you appreciate hearing about the the, the, the doorman and the the proto, you know the procedures that they're doing to try and uh, keep keep this going on, and we appreciate it as fans that they are keeping it going on. It's just we're just hoping that, <laughs> that not only these games, but this this season can can happen. That the folks stay healthy, of course. Uh, but also that we have some sports for our, our mental health in, in this, in our own sequestered uh, uh, pandemic life. So uh, I know it's got to be an ordeal for these guys that are uh, covering it and an ordeal for the teams, but we look forward for the who's hopefully today uh, being able to play against Towson and, and uh, the, the impending ACC juggling the it was interesting to hear matt talk about like the, the acc's maybe overreaching for the amount of games they can fit in i don't know you know i i do think the the teams are small enough that maybe there's a better shot that they can avoid you know as many uh things yeah. here and there it's it's sort of that balance right like it's fewer people but also all it takes is one to get a person yep. unlike football that's that's been able to run with some like margin of error players because of the depth but it's I, crazy I too know. like i mean this is i've done this a few times now but uh, knock on wood because things change so quickly but shout out to how virginia's handled this i mean there's yeah. another you know the most recent numbers released from the athletic department another zero clean week which is remarkable all things considered just because there's so many moving parts and it's obviously a highly contagious <laughs> disease um but just when you look at and, and Char- honestly charlottesville it's like the you know county or the area surrounding area has had the lowest rates i think in the state of virginia the last time i checked so it's just um yep. not to, look like i said anything can happen anything can change but yeah. the way that you know bronco mendenhall said yesterday on the press conference um his monday press conference that the people running the tests were like i don't know what y'all are doing but keep doing it because your numbers are like consistently some of the best um if not the best so it, that, that's something that like sounds cheesy to be like well good job not getting sick but like it's obviously a challenge um it's the only way we're gonna get this yeah (laughs) and i think football has set a really good example you know we talked to you know kihei and um sam hauser a couple guys last week two weeks ago i don't know whatever time is (laughs) um and they mentioned you know they were asked like you know football has set a example set a standard if you will not Mm -hmm. the standard um in how to handle this and like how to you got to commit it sucks like we've talked about this before like i want to go do no stuff one's having friends. a good time no right? one's having right. fun right. um so luckily for like the guys like they've gotten a lot closer or you know as you wonder if they'd miss out on some of these bonding opportunities because they got to school later 
they've had fewer practice, you know, like the practice was disrupted, but you yeah. know, Jay Huff was saying like, we literally can only hang out with each other because we've all been tested. <laughs> like, um, and so it's kind of, they said it's kind of nice. Like they spent yeah. a ton of time together and that, and that, um, hopefully will help on court, um, chemistry too. So, um, so, well, let's get into some preview action, uh, because we want to talk about the actual team and schedule in an optimistic way that we're going to get these <laughs> games. So we're going to have a season and we're going to have a tournament, uh, come hell or high water, according <laughs> to y'all, um, which makes sense. But, uh, so we start allegedly with Towson today and then a switch up to, uh, san francisco on friday instead of florida so not quite the name brand but the dons of san francisco they are a decent team yeah and uh so certainly will, will be a good test for the who's the the premier uh out of out of conference matchups of course are, are still michigan state uh which will be in charlottesville on december 9th and villanova which right now they're they're playing uh they're planning to play in an empty madison square garden on december 19th uh, yes. so some exciting out of conference games, which is awesome. And, and I think, you know, Towson, this is not the Towson team, uh, from two years ago. And like I said, San Francisco is a pretty solid team. So they're going to get some run, um, against some competition before ACC play starts. And the ACC play is right around the corner too. I mean, yeah. Wake Forest, uh, December 16th is not very far away. So weird year, weird start to the schedule but it's here and and the who's are are getting you know title contender chatter yeah uh, and a lot of that might speak to uncertainty a lot of it speaks to uva coming back off a really strong finish to last year uh a lot of that speaks to sam hauser and the and people's uh impressions of his time at marquette and what he can bring to the who's so we got a, a lot, lot to of it's about. yeah and you and you look at like so much now and this is what you know some virginia fans have lamented over the years um you know we talked it's the first time that virginia has been a preseason acc first place finish pick by the media and you know everyone was like oh the media since right. 82 83 when ralph samson was there it's really surprising it is yeah. and, and i only say that like look i get it preseason stuff doesn't matter like i get it of it's, course but we you know we want stuff to talk about and it's a good <laughs> way to gauge who's going to be coach of the year right and no, i'm just kidding <laughs> like who's going to overperform where we messed up putting them um but <laughs> You know, people talked about like no respect, no respect. And I, I get that to an extent because, like, you look at some of the teams that Tony Bennett brought back and you're like, how has Virginia not been picked number one? Because, again, we, I think we talked about it before, but like, out of the last 10 years, the media's gotten it right three, two, two times. Um, right. Both Duke times being time. Carolina. Action yeah. And so they've wins. picked Duke seven times. Duke has not won it um over that entire span and, and look i look at him like are you gonna pick against zion and rj like probably not but anyway right so you look at this and now this you know them being number four preseason number one in the acc preseason um this is when you start getting into like this is respect for tony bennett and the consistency yeah. i think last year really emphasize that because that was no. you know as we all talked about it was supposed to be a huge rebuild right we weren't expecting necessarily to lose Kyle anti right. DeAndre was expected um, in that the offense struggled so badly last year, even when they got better down the stretch, like yeah. they still finished at two forty three in Ken Palm. Well, that's like, how bad the first half was. Yeah. I mean, just brutal. I mean, I'll so, remember anyone. Yeah. <laughs> no, none of you forgot, but they can throw it in the, the ocean. Defense, yeah. yeah and, but you look at the defense has stayed consistent. 
I think it's just Kihei's character arc absolutely kills me. Like this is the stuff that they like eventually make the movie about. I just it's just hilarious to me. Like this guy Who that would was play Kihei Clark in a movie about his time at EVA. Oh, I'm gonna be thinking about that for a while. I don't know. I don't know. I don't that know either. Answer. Well, um, also, I don't know that I can name any young actors. Yeah, because I was like, I don't know who. <laughs> Is it so, one of? Never I, mind. I default to one of the kids from Stranger Things. Is that? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> but like now he's listed. You know, he's been called a veteran for like two years or one year. Uh-huh. But like he's going to be the guy that next year everyone's like, how is this guy still here? Because he's right. already getting some of that. Um, but you return that type of consistency. There's the anticipation now of the big man jump um you know the expectations for jay hoff yeah. are very high obviously they know the shooting of sam hauser and that was like a pretty big issue and then you look yeah. at like you know like um matt talked about casey Marcel is poised for that jump right and, and it's it's not and then you add in the best first year class since the big three um plus yeah huff was technically in that one too um and, and and that's not to be overlooked, you know, the way that Kihei talked about Reese Beekman already. Yeah. And not just offensively, but defensively and getting his hands in the lanes. And if you if someone like Kihei Clark, who's as competitive and as good a defender as Kihei Clark is, is volunteering defensive praise for a first year. <laughs> Um, that to me is like, yeah. if, you know, just just a notch below Tony Bennett doing it. So like those are things that are standing out. So this is where I also don't like to say things like oh if team xyz doesn't do this then they've blown it because there's so many especially in 2020 there's so many extra pieces but the way that the schedule is laid out for virginia um it is a favorable path to winning the yeah. acc again well and like matt said it's hard to play virginia even yeah. prepare for virginia. <laughs> yes that too so considering that there might be a lot of uh, moving parts and, and upheaval yeah. in that it, it, it's probably going to help the who's uh, the roster, I mean, we've gone over to uh, here and there. It's totally different because of the new faces, but also yeah. because of the departure of one Mamadi Diakite who leaves Charlottesville after playing 20 years for the Hoos. And, <laughs> and, and certainly, you know, we, we love Braxton Key and his contributions as well yeah. to, to the team are, were massive. Yep. So this is sort of my one point of maybe we should temper some of this <laughs> yeah because the, the we we think they they can take a next a next step in a lot of ways we we are rooting like hell obviously for casey to turn the corner and and i think that really means on offense to be yes to be able to be 100 yeah, yeah, if he stays the same level as he did last year defensively i don't think anyone right right if I not, or, better, or, or with that, or in with some of the new guys, obviously of Wolden Tensai, who who showed um, maybe not the most consistency, but he went through some stretches where he was hitting some massive shots, yeah, for sure, and shooting the ball well, and and Statman, you know, had some games too where he looked like he was going to be a yeah. guy. That, He's gotten he, bigger. Did yeah. you hear that? He's yeah. like grown an inch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how you, you add to that these these stud freshmen who. You know, you never know Tony Bennett coming in. They've got to play defense. What What's going to happen? We've seen it go both ways with, with highly touted recruits, but the, the sheer volume of them speaks to, yeah. to hopefully some, some contributions there. It's going to be interesting to see how much of a cycle there is for this was the guy this game 
And also, this was the guy who filled maybe the fifth man, sixth man role for this yeah. the most because that could cycle a lot too. If it's not, if it's not, this was the star. It may just be this is the guy who who fit into the starting lineup and we know coach Bennett loves to keep it tight in the rotation. Yeah. I don't know how much we're going to see of that because of all the things we've gone over COVID wise yeah. and, and, and whatnot, but also just because it might cycle a lot. It might, it might be up in the air a lot. And, and he being likes able to, to get, matchups, yeah. you know, <laughs> being able to get Kihei more rest will be for sure. Huge. Um, and you, you just kind of look at a lot of the issue, not a lot, well, I don't know. A lot of the issues the offense had was being really one-dimensional at times, right? Like there, mm-hmm. the strength was definitely in the front court um, and being able to really force Virginia to force it inside and score points in the paint mm-hmm. or to force them to take threes by leaving, you know, like what, that's what shifted when Molda Tensai became so much more consistent, right? Like right. Um, defenses had to like then respect that they could no longer slough off and like not play as tight a defense on the outside and that opened up more things than on the inside and like that just created so much more space you actually saw like Kihei Clark I thought started to thrive more down the stretch as he won became more comfortable like going from backup first year point guard and granted he did a ton of stuff for like obviously the guy started in the national championship game i'm not saying he didn't have any responsibilities no but... we know you you think he is not a big deal not a big, <laughs> yeah who even let that guy part of this team, team. Yeah. yeah caroline noted <laughs> kihei, noted kihei hater. um but to take on you know kind of what happened to london Perantes, right after not that there's sure. any other london that we call by his first name but um assuming the brunt of that scoring and all of the dis- London had the full distribution capabilities from day one, but um, Kihei he had to take on a lot of scoring, a lot more extra it, stuff, it was yeah. sort of a mixed results, you know, because um, that's exactly his. <laughs> and game. also when yeah. you, when you're dishing the ball or, you know, making passes to Kyle guy or Ty Jerome or Deandre Hunter, who are, you know, just about to go into the league, mm-hmm. it's a different comfort zone slash that um, assist rate up <laughs> yeah that one that helps yeah. <laughs> two like if you make a bad pass to deandre just his overall skill level is going to kind of erase some of like potential mistakes whereas mm-hmm. there were times where everyone was kind of learning together last year and those mistakes were amplified and would turn into points the other way or whatever mm-hmm. else so all, all this to say like seeing kihei get more comfortable you know fewer turnovers down the stretch and when he was able to like really work inside and drive the lane and kick it out and finish at the rim, like open up that entire playbook by defenses having to really pay attention to like, well, the and, and Statman in some cases were do we're doing like that changed a lot of things. So now that's where I think Virginia will have so much more success is like Sam Hauser does that Jay Huff, you have to guard at all places. Um, it, it's just that to me is so yeah. much more, if they can get consistent, three-point shooting from someone other than sam hauser um that will make all the difference in the world to me i, I think when how the front court plays is going to be drastically different than um, yeah certainly last year and and you wonder how it sort of fits in with even years before that like obviously huff likes to shoot it and and presents a, a whole interesting skill set to being seven one um but uh you know, Hauser is not Mamadi. Uh, no. and, and, you know, he brings some strengths Mamadi doesn't have, but he, he's certainly not going to rebound or defend like Mamadi either. Right. 
and or like Braxton, right? And they're people, gonna really, yeah. really be you know hard pressed to to get anything close to that. Now Jay had his awesome defensive moments. Obviously, we know that the Duke block display, but he's not. You know, I'm curious to see how how he sort of yeah. fits into that like anchor of a defense. Shedrick is you know oh, nothing so but Harold. Yeah. Um, even though he redshirted just sort of for a numbers game. And then, you know, if Kafaro can can keep climbing his way into that Argentinian uh Jack More Salt offense mold, Jack Salt, right, you yeah. know, like which which you know it seems silly to, to but but it, it it seems like an apt comparison, even yeah. if even if it just is oh the the, the burly foreign guy. <laughs> he he probably can learn that game yeah. defensively. And I, you know, they they just don't have the the the, the momedy <laughs> for lack well, of a better so way to put it there. So well, I, who I'm excited about that is so I I think you hit on it with Caden Shedrick that we don't talk a lot about because it's like again he didn't red shirt because like I guess like you know how Tony Bennett uses them it's you know DeAndre Hunter red shirted this is not an indictment of a player's skills when they get there it's it's the progression planning and all that good stuff that that Tony Bennett does so well that we talked about like oh wow that's just good coaching look at that you have players ready um but Justin McCoy Pierce when I tell you like I legit this might be my people always joke like oh Kihei's your boy like that kind of thing but like Justin McCoy no, might be the one that I like. Everyone's not allowed to be your favorite. All right. I didn't say no. I didn't say favorites. <laughs> Justin McCoy is the person that I have this like weird, like I just want. The, well, okay. So it's not just him because I really love Casey <laughs> Morsell like, too. But <laughs> Casey Morsell has the kindest face. Um, I, I just like Justin McCoy is the reasons, springy. Yeah, he's the springy. He's the built like Isaiah Wilkins. Mm-hmm. That's closer because you're right. There is no one for one. Because Jay Huff is is basically just well, he's closer to Toby than a Mitchell, right? When you're mm-hmm. looking at, um, but I think he can obviously do more range wise offensively, um, and does a lot of the same Toby. thing. Yeah, does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, physically, when you're talking about like rim protection, that kind right, of stuff. Right. Um, but it is going to be limited when you have to guard like what's his name for Wake Forest that made all the. Um, that made all the threes like that guy was a nightmare oh, that's every guy for wake forest yes. <laughs> who's started a power forward for them like, good lord like toby's gonna have years. nightmares yeah. about that guy but anyway yeah like there are yeah. definitely pieces there and that's where i like the um variety that this yeah. team has there's a lot of different players at six eight yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. McCoy's listed at 6'8", and Trey Murphy is listed at 6'9". Now, we yeah. don't know if, if Trey's going to be able to play, but it sort of seems like there's smoke indicating that, that, that he will. Now, other than anyone, like, you know, wink-wink or, or being overtly obvious, I don't know. I, I'm For some reason, uh, without any inside knowledge or yeah. reading anyone referring to inside knowledge, it just sort of seems like the team thinks he's going to play. So uh, that can only help because he's a, he's a talented transfer. He would be a delightful uh, addition, especially this is what I don't get is why the NCAA just hasn't blanket approved. It's the same thing we talked with Ryan Walker. Like if everyone's getting this year free, like just approve every single red shirt right now. Right. Or like, so that's not really fair. Not red shirt transfer waivers. I guess that's the better way to put it. Um, because why should just make Olivier Saar no matter what, right? Yeah, why would Olivier Saar be right. eligible at Wake Four or at um? I guess they had a coaching change, but you know, like 
he's ready to it play Kentucky. Mac, Mac McClung is a, is waived at Texas Tech. It should be the rule anyway. Also true. <laughs> and also it, true. It should certainly be the rule in COVID land. But yeah. anyhow, let's see how the Who's handle the, uh, the Tigers. It is the Towson Tigers, right? Yes, that's correct. <laughs> well, non. as of right now, before you know, no news has come out since we've recorded that. News has, might come out know. that they've changed their mascot, but they're yeah, still going to play Towson. <laughs> and and I do know they're the Dons of uh, of San, Fr- San Fran, San Francisco. Yeah. I don't know. Where, San Francisco. They used to have a kid named Frankie Ferrari that played on their team two years ago. So anyway, that's my. This has been your San Francisco Dons knowledge. Historically, very relevant national basketball program or i mean in the national basketball landscape uh san francisco let you go read that wiki yeah you'll you'll learn a lot anyhow thanks thanks for listening folks um we'll be back to talk more about the football team of course and hopefully they get to play more games and uh to do a little more acc in depth because we really didn't get to talk about a lot of the other conference stuff but thanks to uh uh, matt norlander of cbs again for joining us Uh, i think that was a really interesting perspective to hear and you're not going to get that uh at least recorded a lot so i hope (laughs) you all enjoyed it and we're going to try and keep bringing in um, some more folks too, some surprises along the way uh, this season as hopefully we get some games to watch and and the who's do well we we certainly anticipate it and uh yeah keep up uh the clicks to the previews and analysis at streakingalon.com and we will see you next week until then go who's 